Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. My name is Shelby Rose, and I am an energetic and business guide helping you align, activate, and expand your energy to create the life and business you're wildly obsessed with. I believe that every single one of us has a path that lights us up, makes us excited to get up every single day, and brings massive service and impact to the world. In this podcast, we'll tune into our soul's true desires, take ownership for every single thing in our lives, and shift our vibration to embody the queen we came here to be. You deserve this. You get to have it. Let's go create it. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to another episode of the Raise Your Vibration podcast. I am so excited to bring this one to you because, let's be real, many of us are feeling a little bit lonely or craving sisterhood community right now. I know myself, I have, as I've emerged from my little cocoon, (laughs) been really craving amazing people in my life. And Allie and I today, so first of all, let's talk about Allie because she's an incredible, incredible, um, incredible woman. She is a intuitive guide and the founder of the Prism Lighthouse, which we talk about on the podcast episode, but is a community for women who are on their spiritual journey, which let's be real. All of us have been on our spiritual journey at some point in time and felt like, can I share everything? Can I, does it feel safe to share it with my friends, my family? And we need that place to express who we truly are, express our beliefs and feel safe and seen and heard to do so. Allie shares on this podcast, how to really cultivate community and deeper relationships with people in your life or people you're meeting and bringing into your life. So let's be real. This is such an incredible podcast, especially right now as more and more of us are waking up and wanting to create more community and feeling maybe a little disconnected from our community. I think it's a great episode to share right now. Um, before we dive into this episode, I do want to remind you guys, the Illuminate Academy is open for enrollment right now. If you're not familiar with what that is or my journey, I encourage you to go back and listen to the spiritual discernment episodes I released, um, in last year, early last year into early this year, I experienced spiritual warfare and, a false light teacher, essentially. And it is my mission through this course to help more women and more men protect themselves against negative energy, dark entities, false light gurus, false light teachers, and high vibrational dark energies. And this course is going to take you through how to protect your energy how to identify when you're under spiritual warfare, how to clear yourself from these things, and how to not fall victim to manipulation. And this is more manipulation in both the spiritual and the mental, physical, emotional. So it's something that I'm incredibly passionate about, incredibly passionate 
knit about, wow, words are hard today. And I wanted to make sure that you knew that the prices are going to be going up at the end of mid to end of December. I haven't decided exact date yet, but the early bird will be closing and I want to make sure that you're able to get in on it before the prices go up. So we kick off January 11th. If you feel called to do this work, if you feel called to go on this journey with me, make sure you hop to the show notes right now. It is a really it is a really it, ooh, a really affordable price right now. Can you tell I've been recording podcast episodes all day? Words are hard. Um, but I hope you join us because if I had known this information a year and a half, two years ago, I really believe my life would look a little different right now. My life is beautiful, but I might still have my sage girl, puppy dog, and a few other belongings I threw to the wind when everything went down. So I love you guys. Let's dive into this episode with Allie. Well, Allie, thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for this conversation and to get, you, get to know you a little bit better. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are and how you got to where you are today? Well, thanks for having me, Shelby. I'm so excited to be here too. Um, I'll try to condense how I got here today because my life has just been a journey. Um, one <laughs> one thing that, that I believe in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like one thing that I believe in so much is that we're here on earth to grow. So I take that opportunity as much as possible and being a Sagittarius sun, Aries, moon, Leo rising, I'm like all about the change and transformation. Girl, that is some fire. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> so, so, um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, sorry, I interjected. <laughs> I was just saying, get, yes, go back to what you're saying about the, all about the transformation. Yeah, so I, um, the basic version of me, I live in Canada, in Manitoba, in a really tiny, tiny town. There's like 800 people here, born and raised in the area, absolutely love it. And I call myself an intuitive guide. Over the years, I've had the role as teacher. I just ended an eight-year chapter of my life as a yoga teacher. Mm. Um, I've been a yoga teacher trainer. I've been, I have a diploma in nutrition. So I've been a health coach. I've been a business coach. I've been a life coach. I've done all the coachings. And I finally came to a point through the crazy transformation of COVID where I finally embraced the role that I'm not a teacher, I'm not a coach, I'm a guide. I'm not here to stand on a pedestal or talk to people and tell people things and hope that they follow along in the shape of me. What I'm really here to do is to create spaces where it's a community where we're all equals, we all feel safe and help people find the validation and the connection within themselves with the divine and then with the community as a whole as well. I love that. I love that. And I think so many people have had this shift in this awareness and I'm hoping more people have this shift in the awareness that there are a lot of people putting themselves on pedestals right now. And I think that's something mm -hmm. as a true leader, 
you are walking this journey with your people. And I just, I applaud you for stepping into that and really, I think you have a community, if I'm correct, that you really probably cultivate this. And I was, I've been meaning to check it out, but why don't you share a little bit more about what that looks like? Or also, I have two questions. I do this too many times to people, but I'm like also (laughs) curious if you've had an experience where this, that, that relationship existed, that really, what propelled you into creating this sort of community and helping your clients in this way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a community, the Spiritual Social Network. It is, one of my favorite things about it is that it's not on, we'll just say the other social medias, because what I found, so I live in a really rural area, like you could compare it to like North Dakota. Um, (laughs) So very like conservative. And I grew up with my mom, she was very spiritual. She taught me to like, just be confident in who I am. So over the years of being a yoga teacher, people would come to me and be like, well, I don't, I don't know anyone else who's into this stuff. I don't know where to find anyone. And like, I knew all these people in different towns and different areas, but they didn't know each other. Mm -hmm. And that was really the inspiration for the spiritual social network, because these people didn't feel comfortable posting on their profiles on other networks where their grandma would see it or those people that they went to high school with would see it or their aunts would see it and think like, oh, you're reading tarot cards? You do angel messages? Like, what's wrong with you? What, what are you going on to? Do we need to like do an intervention? <laughs> so I, wanted a, I created a space just out of like necessity for like, I know all these amazing people and I want them to meet each other. Mm. And people from all over the world are joining it because we all know one other person Mm -hmm. who's into it. And then they know someone and they know someone. And the big dream is that if people are from Vancouver and someone else on there is from Vancouver, they become real life friends and they meet up and they go for coffee and they start doing their full moon circles and just really this energy of community and connection and bringing people together rather than like focusing on the things that make us different. I love that so much. And so it's such a beautiful thing. Cause I just know, like, it feels really lonely, especially at first when you don't have that one other person, you're like, am I, am I crazy? Am I the only person who's like buying these fucking crystals? Like what, like, why am I doing this stuff? First of all, but like, is there anyone else out there? I just remember like my first few months of like waking up and feeling interested and drawn to these things. It felt really lonely at first because I didn't Mm -hmm. have any people, my, you know, close friends I was shifting away from, and I didn't have any people who were also interested in this stuff. So I think it's really powerful what you're doing to be cultivating some sort of community where people can come, feel safe to express themselves and start to open up to what they want to explore and what they're drawn to. And that's really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Did you have a similar experience? I know you, you've been an, a yoga teacher for, you said, eight years now, but did you have an experience where you were craving that community? Was there a time where you didn't really have that or what, what drew you to this? Yeah, I, like I said, my mom, I was so lucky that she taught me like she was this kind of person she taught me this stuff Mm -hmm. my entire life and always made sure that home was already always like a really safe space I remember her buying me like 
10 love spells for teen witches, like those kinds of books. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was so cute. But like I said, growing up in this really rural area, like I have friends who like, oh, we like watching Sabrina and we like doing this kind of like that kind of stuff. We have crystals because they're, they're pretty, mm-hmm. but I didn't really know anybody who was into it the same way I was into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So thankfully being a yoga teacher, I was able to, it kind of like puts that one foot in the door of the people who are into the woo-woo a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely craved that connection. And I still do now um, because building connection is, it's a practice, like I, like all the good things in life. It's a practice, and it takes a lot of work within yourself first to then be able to create really valuable connections with other people, and it requires a buttload of trust and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations because you might have the skills but that doesn't mean someone else has the skills and you just have to trust that they might let you down and you'll be okay. Yeah. I think, you know, something that's coming through is there's so many women that have come to me over the years that have been like, I'm just craving community. I just like need sisters. I need people. And I, part of me, as you're saying that is just having this like intuitive hit that maybe it's less about the fact that the people are, aren't out there, but more about our ability to open up to it. So I'm super curious, how do we bring that to our awareness? Like, let's say it is really a block within ourselves where we're struggling to trust or we have that, you know, female friendship wound. I think so many women carry that or whatever it is inside of it. How do we, how do we become aware that maybe it's less about what's around us and more about what we're, how we're seeing the world? How do we bring that to our attention that there might be a block within us? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. And I believe with everything we do in life, every any work we want to do, it has to start within us. And we have to be able to do the things that we're asking other people to do. Um, and I, I just want to side note, because I'm super passionate about this, like this is not a spiritual bypassing situation. It's not just like, oh, just have good thoughts and you'll attract the right people into your life. Like, no, it's actual work. Like get a therapist, like do the work. (laughs) We were both just talking about how we have to get off this, this call at a certain time because we both have our therapy appointments right after. (laughs) So Allie and I are both beautiful examples of doing the work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I, I look at connection as having a few different points, seeing, hearing, understanding, and validating. So first, we have to be able to do those things in our own self. So we have to be able to see ourselves for who we truly are. We have to be able to hear ourselves, like truly listen. Um, We have to understand who we are and what we're feeling. And then we have to be able to validate our own emotions. Um, And then we can give those, those qualities to other people as well and be able to accept them in return. But a big part of that is just noticing when we are, you know, spiritual bypassing ourselves, like 
right now we have Mars retrograde. So I don't know if anyone else has like all their anger issues coming back into their life, mm-hmm. but I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I dealt with these like 15 years ago, but okay, here we are. <laughs> so being able to look at like anger, for example, and be like, okay, I'm angry. Why am I angry? Like, oh, I'm too hot or I'm hungry or my boyfriend said something to me and that made me feel invalidated or feel not good enough and then be able to see that that emotion exists within us but that it's not defining us it's not I'm not an angry person I'm a person who experiences anger and Mm -hmm. anger is okay it's not okay to hurt myself because I'm angry or hurt another person because I'm angry but it's okay to be angry and that's the experience of starting to like validate your own emotions really hear the truth of yourself and not just like jump onto yourself with like, Oh no, it's okay. Just take three deep breaths and it'll go away. Yeah. It's like, no, you're allowed to be angry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that I think is such a huge learning experience because I don't think we can hold space for others and really, I think you have to be able to hold space to have a deep connection with someone. You have to be able to hear, see, validate someone else. And I, this is at least my experience in friendships to have that connection and have that depth, but we can't really do that with someone else until we've done that own our, you know, if we're bypassing everything, how are we supposed to hold space for someone else's anger or someone else's vulnerability if we can't hold space for ourselves? I think that's such a beautiful practice in just sitting with it. And I think this is something I I, I just know from personal experience, it's something that I struggled with is actually realizing that there was an emotion coming up for me because I had spent, you know, 23, 24, 25 when I started to wake up, I think it was around 25, 26, but I had spent 25 years not knowing that there was emotions that I was suppressing. Like, I guess my question for you is in this process, how do we create, how do we start to do that? Like, I, I think it, I think we've put it in the conceptual, but how does someone actually practice this? Does that make sense? Like, Yes, holding space for yourself. But what if someone doesn't even know that there's emotions coming up? Like, how do we start to, what can we actually do? Like, what is the action or maybe the not action, right? What can someone do to do these practices, to actually step into this, to actually practice it, to actually create shifts for themselves? Mm-hmm. And I want to add before we get into that, if you have experienced actual traumatic events in your life, this is not something to do at home with like a self-help journal. Like this is something to process with a experienced and qualified therapist, like a therapist, a professional. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> I really just want to emphasize that. Like Thank we're not, yes. <laughs> yeah. Like nothing against life coaches. I believe in them so much, but like, this isn't something we're doing with mm-hmm. like Sarah down the street who took a six month course. This is something we're doing with like a PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's, it's real, it's real work. Um, but if, if you haven't experienced anything like super traumatic and it, or you're at the space where you are able to practice it with yourself, um, one of the first things that I like to do is 
Rather than looking at emotions as good or bad, looking them at a scale of comfortable to uncomfortable. Mm. And just, you don't even need to know what the emotion is called. Just think of like a scale in your mind. The left is comfortable, the right is uncomfortable. And where do you fall on that scale? And I think it was Brene Brown, her Netflix special, when she talked about as adults, we can name three emotions, happy, sad, angry. But in reality, there's something like 88 emotions that we can have. Like, so once you can put yourself on that scale, then you can start to think like, am I feeling, say you're like towards the uncomfortable part of the scale. Like, am I feeling shame? Am I feeling loneliness? Am I feeling guilt? Am I feeling invalidated? Am I feeling unheard or unseen like starting to be able to put a name towards what you're feeling and like you said is it a doing or a not doing I think it's more of a not doing for sure to learn to be able to just like sit with our emotions and that means to me is to be able to like have the emotion be present and not do anything about it. When we're feeling happy, we wanna hold on to it. We wanna be like, I wanna be happy forever. I never want to let this feeling go. And then when we're feeling an uncomfortable emotion, we're like, get this away from me, push it away. I'll do anything to not feel this emotion. Like even for example, like before this call, I was feeling super nervous and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go on Instagram. And then I was like, bitch, you're talking about <laughs> connection. <laughs> And you're doing the exact thing to distract yourself from what you're feeling. So instead, instead I just like closed my eyes, focused on my breath, just breathed deep into my belly and out my mouth and just thought like, okay, I am feeling nervous. Nervousness will pass. It won't last forever. And rather than distracting myself with something outside of myself, distracting myself with my own breath. And breath is like, from teaching yoga, like breath is one of those tools that it's always with you, no matter where you go. So learning how to breathe in a way that grounds you and calms you down is one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves. I love that example so much because I think that's a really tangible example. And I think a lot of us do that where we'll feel something. I'll do it all the time. I like go into my meditation space in the morning and sometimes I'll be like scrolling on Instagram. I'm like, I just don't want to know what I, because every morning I do it like a little check-in where I'm like, okay, what am I feeling? Like what's actually feeling? Maybe I am feeling lonely or angry. And those are the mornings when I'm feeling not so great, or I'm on the uncomfortable side of the scale where I find myself, I'll be like, Oh, I have to text, you know, I have to text this person back, or I have to respond to this email, or I should just do this real quick. And I'm like, going on my phone to distract myself instead of just sitting with what wants to come up. So I, I think that's such a beautiful, tangible example for people where they can say, Oh, yeah, I've done that. Or this is the, the that maybe is the thing I turn to. Because I think a lot of times we, we all have our thing that we turn to, when we're feeling that way, when we're feeling like we don't want to sit with the emotion. Thank mm -hmm. you for this. I think this is so powerful. I just think these are such simple things that we can do that will help us connect more deeply with others. So I'm just, I'm loving this. Thank you. And I just want to add really quick. Um, I think when I hear people talk about this stuff, I'm like, Oh yeah, they make it sound so easy. Like for anyone listening, 
I want to remind you that it's not easy to do this work, but it's worth it. And it's not a magic pill. It's not you're going to meditate for one day Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden you have all the emotional knowledge of like Buddha. Like you, (laughs) it's a practice. and And as soon as you think you have it, it's like, oh, right, that kid in grade three who pushed me in the mud. Yeah, forgot about that one. Okay, gonna process this emotion now. Like, it's like an onion. And it doesn't necessarily become easier to process the emotions, but you become more skilled at doing it. And for me now, it's like, it's almost instantaneous. It's like, oh, my breath is short, my chest is heavy. Okay, why am I feeling nervous? okay, that's why I'm feeling nervous. Kate, this is what I can do about it. Mm. So it still happens like multiple times a day, but it, you just become better at noticing it mm-hmm. and doing the work rather than avoiding it. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Why do you think this is important for us to be like doing this work so that we can connect with others? Why do you think it's important that we have community and connection with others? I think that disconnection is like a disease in our world right now and in our society. And we see that in politics, in cultural appropriation, like you open your Instagram or your Facebook and it's like, all you see is disconnection and hate. And um, I know people can't see it, but I'll say it a lot. So I have a tattoo on my arm that says, I have only love. Mm -hmm. And it's a reminder to me that the opposite of love isn't hate, it's fear. We fear the things that we don't know. Mm -hmm. And that is where hate comes from. So to, to reduce a lot of the issues that we have in the world right now, we need to find connection. And I think the important thing to remember is that as humans, we need connection as much as we need air or water. Like there's a reason that we're not born walking and talking and self-sufficient. Like you (laughs) need another human being to care for you for at least like eight years before you can really do anything on your own. So I think even just looking at that, like the fact that we are born requiring connection shows us how important it is to our well-being. And we're taught as we grow up to become self-sufficient, to be able to do everything on our own. And it almost become, not almost, it does become a idea of weakness to rely on another person. Mm-hmm. And I lost my train of thought, but yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, as you said that, I feel like I, I wanted to interject of like, I think we've been almost programmed. It feels like it's a programming that's occurred in society that like, I mean, I believe of like, there's probably some bigger things at play, but this is the programming that you're weak if you rely on another person when that's actually, it's actually the opposite. Like I like, a full, big fan of Brene Brown, but like, I do believe that vulnerability is strength and your strength comes from those people who you can show everything to. I just think about one of my sisters who has over the past year, we have just gone so deep together 
And I don't know if I have, could have gone through some really hard shit in my life and pick myself up without her and my partner, Jamie, who know every flaw, every weakness, every wound, every vulnerability. I have shown them those sides of me, the, the sides that like, you know, I, I try to be vulnerable with other people and I try to be transparent with everything that's happening, but they know it to the, like, to my core. And that's where I draw my strength, right? It's not from my own, right? Yes, God, source, universe, and my connection to myself are important, but it's also like, I don't think I could be where I am today without this community of people backing me up. And I just know that to be true. Like, if I was picking myself up out of the mud by my alone, like it's, it's a different type. And, and I do believe we are programmed to believe that like, we have to rely on ourselves and that that's where we're strong and that we're like independent women and we're fierce and like all this, which is true, but we can also be fierce and have a tribe and have our partners to lean into. And like, I just think there's so many layers to what you're saying right now. And it's really powerful. And I think people <laughs> sweating, but people are going to get these, the awareness that they've been doing it alone for so long and they don't have to. And that that mm -hmm. community is what's going to really help them be stronger. Yeah, Do you find there's you, a little, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, I think you like totally hit it there when you said like all of that was amazing. Um, and specifically at the end when you said like you can do it on your own, but you don't have to. Like I used to like make myself a martyr of independence, like I'm an independent woman. I don't need anybody. I don't need to do anything or I don't need anyone to do anything for me. Like I can take care of myself. Yeah. And now that I'm in a relationship where there's such this reciprocal give and receive and receive and give. And it's like, I am still independent. I still do a lot of things on my own. I often forget to tell him when I'm like, going to a friend's house and he'll come home and I'm just not here. But it's that I'm able to come home and just so fully surrender and take off the armor and take off the masks and just let myself be an emotional being with feelings and know that I am safe to be that person. I love that so much. So I think we kind of answered the other questions on my list. I was like, how do we build community during like right now? And I think, you know, groups like yours are a really beautiful way because I know right now not everyone, maybe not everyone feels safe to be in person with people or they just don't have the opportunity right now with everything happening, whatever is going on. Do you have any other ways that you would say building com community during this time? I know, you know, these social networks are beautiful and how I've met some of my really close friends is through places like Instagram and Facebook. Let's be real. I think most of my really good friends have come through these types of situations, but do you have any other advice or tips or thoughts on how we connect during these really weird times? Yeah, I think one of the simplest and most accessible ways that we can learn how to connect with others is through the media that we consume. Mm -hmm. And by purposely seeking out stories told by people who are different than us mm -hmm. to begin to like strengthen our empathy and strengthen our compassion. 
And one of the things that I really truly believe in, and I don't like rules, but because I create safe spaces, I do have boundaries in these spaces to ensure that they stay safe for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of those boundaries is no unsolicited advice. I think unsolicited advice is the quickest way to sever a connection because it invalidates what the other person is feeling. So like, for example, you know, if you said to me like, Hey, Ali, you know, I was really sad last night because I, my dog passed away. And I was like, oh, you know, it's okay. We can go to the pound and find another dog and it'll be totally fine. And we can go to the pet store and get a whole bunch of new stuff. Let's just throw that old stuff out. Like that's completely invalidating Mm -hmm. your experience of sorrow and of loss and of grief. Um, So learning to sit with someone's emotions and just nod your head and make the listening noises like "Mm -hmm, I understand yeah like that is one of the simplest ways to to build connection and I encourage everybody because it's a hard thing to do because we all want to fix like quote unquote fix problems (laughs) because problems make us uncomfortable Mm so I do it with myself all the time when I'm like, okay, I want to butt in and give someone my advice. Don't hit send, delete the message, sit with how I'm feeling first and think, do I truly want to help this person or do I want to boost my own ego Mm -hmm. and look impressive and look like the savior? Mm -hmm. Because that ability to be able to sit with someone and allow them to be seen is so much more powerful than quote unquote fixing problems. And we can practice that even on Instagram when you're scrolling through someone's feed. If you see someone share something that resonates with you, just leaving a simple comment like, thank you so much for sharing that. It really resonated with me. You know, like we don't have to butt in and be like, oh, well, actually, when that happened to me, this is what I did, and it made me feel a lot better. Or like some example, like an example I saw last week is when someone was sharing about their miscarriage, and someone was like, oh, I have an essential oil that's really good for fertility. And they're like, excuse you? Like, excuse you? Like, no. So being able to validate people's emotions through messages is a really great place to start because you can take that pause without it creating like an awkward silence. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important. I think it's almost like we've gotten really bad at, at doing this stuff. I think we've just gotten awkward as a society. I don't think people know how to actually connect. And I think sometimes I'm going to speak for entrepreneurs in general. I think sometimes their sight is on their goals that they forget about the people. And it was, you know, they don't start out that way, probably. But they're so focused on their numbers and their goals and their mission that they forget that they're speaking to a human being. And we all experience this, right? We've all gotten those messages in our DMs like, 
boost your followers by 10,000 or ah, da, 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 or I have this product that's really going to help you or let me coach you on this. And it's like the unsolicited advice. I wasn't asking. Mm-hmm. They're not building a real connection with me. I don't care. I'm going to delete you and block you. Like that's, I mean, I'm just boundaries, right? But I think we've forgotten, especially as entrepreneurs, that there's human beings and that's why we're here. It's not because we have this business. And I think that's the new wave of leadership that needs to step up. And I think what you're doing is so beautiful because I think you're, it, this episode alone is going to help so many people who are maybe starting their entrepreneurial journey. Maybe they don't realize this, this podcast episode was for this, but we're going to like go into this because I think it needs to be talked about. But your business is not for you. It might be, right? Like I'm massive service for myself. I'm creating a life of freedom and I can't not do what I do. Like that's, I've tried, like I'm trying to not do what I do and I can't not, like my heart just brings me back there because that's what I came here to do. But this isn't for me. I don't do this podcast for me. I do this to connect other women. I do this to activate other people. And if I forget about that or lose sight of that, I'm no longer in integrity. And so I think a lot of people are missing this and I'm so glad you brought that example up of the essential oil because it's literally happening everywhere. And maybe this is just a gut check for someone who's listening to this, this show of like, where are my sights set? Am I focused on the people or am I focused on my business? Because when we focus on the people, I think, and this probably, I'm assuming you have the same take on this, I think everything else happens, unfolds naturally. Do you have any insight on that? Sorry, I just went off on a tangent. Sometimes I just feel like I have have something to say and I got to say it. It, <laughs> but it needed to be said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that topic for sure. <laughs> um, I figured you on. I'm still working through, so some I'm not ready to put out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that like, when I realized this a few weeks ago, it just like floored me. When you ask anybody, anybody listening to this podcast that owns a business, when you ask someone, why did you start a business? A hundred percent of the time, they're going to say to help other people that unless you're like, you know, trafficking something, you know, you're probably in business to help other people. And that's why you started. But then we so quickly get wrapped up in these business coaches that are talking about 10 figure months and six figure launch at 10 figure months, 10 K months. I've said shit like that before. I'm like, I know exactly what's going on in your brain. I'm t- that, that, that's like, I, I, what did I say last time? I was like eight figure. I said that on a podcast episode once. I was like eight figure months. I was like, nope, I meant to say eight K months, but okay, we're, we're going to roll with it. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine 10 figure months? Ooh, oh my God. You're definitely doing some I would shit. not want to know what to do with that. <laughs> definitely doing some no. ratchet shit. <laughs> yeah. So we like get swept up in this like capitalistic idea of what a business has to be like. And all of a sudden your why becomes having a dream home and taking six months off in Hawaii and having a Louis Vuitton purse. Like all of a sudden our why becomes these materialistic things and nothing wrong with wanting material things. Like 
our soul is here on earth to enjoy a material experience. We should definitely have things we enjoy. But for myself, once I was able to connect truly back into why I do this work and, you know, focusing on like being a tarot card reader to think that like every single generation before me, even my own mother, were not able to post on Instagram and be like, Hey, I'm a tarot card reader. Hey, I'm a witch. Hey, I do all this weird woo woo stuff because they could have been in danger socially. They could have been in danger fig like physically. They could have been killed or outcast for being who they are. Like there's so much privilege to exist in this time. And every morning I like am almost brought to tears with how fucking lucky I am to be able to do this work safely and openly and how amazing it is that I have these gifts and that people trust me to do my gift with them and to validate them through tarot card readings. Like to come back to that connection on why we do this work. And whenever I do like group calls, I'm always like, thank you. Like, I can't even tell you guys how grateful I am for you to be here. Because if you weren't here, it would just be me talking to a screen. It would just be me playing with tarot cards. And that's not the experience. The experience is connecting with other people. Um, yeah, so to be able to come back to those kinds of things as our why, rather than just, oh, I'm here to help people. Oh, I'm here to like hop into people's DMs and talk all about myself. Oh, I'm here to cold message people without even taking 30 seconds to make sure I'm spelling their name properly, you know? <laughs> yes. 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 I love that so much. I love that. It's like, we can't be ashamed. And this is something I've heard, you know, I, I want to, I don't want anyone to leave this podcast feeling ashamed. And so what, you know, the other piece of this too, is like, if there was a shiny carrot that got you motivated, right? I think about for me, for a while, there were a lot of shiny carrots that motivated me. I don't get me wrong. I think manifesting is so fucking fun. And I think luxury is so fucking fun and pleasure. All those things are very important. And so I don't want you to leave ever feeling ashamed on this podcast, but I do want you to sit with this message and check in because what I can tell you from experience is that those $8,000 months, those $10,000 months, that's not what fulfills you at the end of the day. It's fun. It's going to give you a hit of pleasure. It's going to give you a, like maybe more expansion and more freedom. But what fulfills me at the end of my day, at least, is the thing that I shift for someone else or that me showing up and doing my work somehow creates a ripple effect, right? So I just want you to be really, you know, without shame, because don't get me wrong, let's, let's chase our shiny carrots too. You get to have that. But also what, what's, I think we're, we're coming to a divide right now of like, are you really grounded in real leadership, in real integrity? Are you in integrity with your soul? At the end of the day, you have to come back to that. Is Are you in integrity? And just sit with whatever message came through for you, whatever spoke to you in this without shame, again, being able to sit with our emotions. But there might have been something that kind of felt uncomfortable as we were speaking. Maybe there was something that was like, ooh, this feels weird. Just sit with it. What's actually coming up underneath that? Have you strayed from your mission? Have you 
you know, stepped out of integrity for a second? Or are you doing the work and co-creating and manifesting at the same time? Because you do get to have those desires. You do get to have those. But we have to figure out where they're coming from, right? Because so often we are wanting that shiny carrot, that the Louis Vuitton bag or whatever it is for reasons of validation or reasons of unworthiness. And we just need to ground into why we want the things we want. If it's really out of that's just my true soul desire, amazing. But if it's out of I need this for validation or to feel seen or to feel worthy or to fit in, we have to figure out where it's coming from. So Thank you so much for sharing this message and bringing light to it. I think it's a really important conversation to have. And I think you deliver this message in such a beautiful way and a really grounded way. And I really appreciate that. I would love, I know you have to hop off here, but I would love if you could pull like maybe a card or two for the collective or for whatever you feel called to do. I think it'd be just, I think these are fun. <laughs> yeah, I love doing this kind of stuff obviously I'm a tarot card reader so <laughs> I love doing it let's do one for the audience specifically is that possible yeah totally yes I love this little community so I think that would be really 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 fun all right so we got the emperor um the emperor represents true masculinity but into the direction of corruption so mm -hmm. i think this ties in so perfectly with the conversation that we had here is where are we so focused on the masculine goals of achieving of structure of dictatorship that we've become disconnected from the feminine part of ourselves, mm -hmm. the intuition, the connection, the co-creation. And moving forward from here, I really encourage people to, like you said, take that time to sit down with yourself and reflect on your why. And if you don't own a business, you still have a why for the way that you live your life. It yes. doesn't have to be business specific. What motivates you to get out of bed every morning? And is that something that, imagine a world that on the day that you achieve the thing you're going after, whether it's 10K months or your dad to finally say that he loves you or for your neighbor to invite you over to the girls night she has every month and leaves you out of on the day that you achieve that, will you feel whole by achieving that thing? Or is there still going to be a part of you that is looking for more or is looking for a different level of fulfillment in the end, we're all looking for validation and internal validation is important, but external validation is still important as well. And that's where connection comes from. For me to bear myself to another person and for them to still say, you are beautiful, you are lovable, you are perfect. That is an important lesson. So Imagine a time when you get that validation that you are seeking. Will it truly feel like you are fulfilled or will it 
leave that hunger for wanting more external validation. I think that's really powerful, really powerful way to look at it, right? Of like, because how many times have we gotten to a goal? I mean, we've all of us as human beings have done this, gotten to the goal that we think is going to make us feel a certain way. And it doesn't, I have, this is such, this example is just coming into my head, but I had a friend who was like, I really want to qualify for the Boston Marathon. This is my goal. I've been, you know, I think he had been chasing it for seven, 10 years, something like this. And the day he ran a marathon and qualified, he texted me, he was like, I don't, I don't feel any different. I don't feel anything. Like I'm like, it just feels like another day. It was like such a sad message to get because I knew how excited he felt about accomplishing it before it happened. But the day it happened, it was like, I think he, I think we think that these goals are going to change something about us or change something about the way we feel or give us something. And I don't think it was ever about qualifying, right? I think there was a lot of other stuff that he was trying to get through that goal. So I think it's a beautiful way to look at it, Allie, and I appreciate everything you've shared today. Is there anything else you want to leave the listeners with? Any last words of advice or wisdom or anything that's coming through? Mm. I think just the reminder that learning to connect is a practice and it goes against the vast majority of people in the way that they live their life. Mm. So when you dedicate yourself to living a life of connection, you're also opening yourself up to feeling let down and feeling hurt. Mm. But the beautiful infinity loop of it all is that the more you're able to connect, the more you're able to forgive and to be able to sit with those uncomfortable emotions that come up when we are let down. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes that when someone lets you down or doesn't, doesn't connect in the way that you hope they are, it's not an ending for you. It's not a horrific event for you. It's something that becomes more manageable and you are able to connect with that strength within yourself to move through it. Amazing. I know there's going to be so many listeners that want to connect with you and join your community and maybe, you know, hear a little bit more about what offerings you have. Where can they find you? What do you have going on? How can they connect? And we'll be sure to link all of this in the show notes as well for the listeners. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you, I mostly hang out on Instagram and it, my business page is the Prism Lighthouse. And then my personal page is Allison Petrupka. Don't even try to spell it. Just click on the show notes or find me through oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> find me through the Prism Lighthouse Instagram page. My website is theprismlighthouse.com. And then through my Instagram, you will also find it linked to my spiritual social network, which is a free community. I really like people to know that because so often we're asked to pay for community. Mm-hmm. This is a free community. Um, everybody is welcome, race, age, sexual orientation, gender, everybody is welcome there. And I have just released a new community as well. 
um, that is specifically for deepening the connection between you and your intuition through reading tarot and oracle cards. Mm. So it's not about just memorizing a deck. It's about really developing that intuitive gift that we all are born with through connecting with other people that are on the same journey, one-on-one work, group work, individual work as well. Amazing. I'm so excited for the listeners to connect with you. Thank you again for sharing this today. It was such a beautiful conversation and I know the listeners are going to love it. Thank you so much for having me.